Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 115, and today's topic is snowfall on another segment of our snowfall on Fridays. We are covering season four, episode six, Say a Little Prayer. The description reads, Franklin suffers the consequences of his choices. Jerome and Louis expand the business. Teddy is sent reeling. Irene delivers an ultimatum. And this episode was fire. So we about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it like we do over here on this platform. Make sure you guys tune in Sunday because we will do our Power Book 2 recap because it does return from its winter break on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, I'll say by 2 p.m. it will be uploaded and I cannot wait. They just released a sneak peek and it looks like, for my Power Book watchers, it looks like Diana is about to be on 10 and giving Monet some trouble. So I cannot wait to get into Power and talk about that. I don't really have any church announcements, uh, just some of our shows are back. So I will be back up uploading them as usual. If you haven't checked it out, Queens is back. So check out my Queens episode 9 recap that I dropped a couple days ago and that pretty much sums it up we'll continue doing our snowfall on fridays because snowfall returns february 23rd and i cannot wait i'm telling y'all i think we will see a different side of franklin in season five i cannot wait till we get done with season four so i can drop my theories of what i expect to happen but for all of you who are following me along for the ride and have never watched it and going episode by episode i'm going to slow it down and we'll do the theories when we get to the end of it um, that's pretty much it. If you want to follow me on social media, you can hit me up on Facebook, Alicia Shanice. You can hit me up on IG, Alicia Shanice Reviews, or you can email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me for anything you would like for me to recap regarding TV shows, documentaries, and movies, or even music albums so let me know all you got to do is hit me up on either one of those platforms i will check it out and i will break down my recap of your request don't forget you can follow my music playlist platform exclusively it's on the platform of spotify all of my music playlists i have made them public and you guys they are vibes so you can sit back chill and listen to some music i got some neo soul playlists some r&b some hip-hop from 90s and 2000s some country some gospel some blues some oldies from motown i have made all of my music playlists public all you got to do is type in shanice loves so on that note Let's go ahead and enjoy our Friday. You guys can sit back and I hope you guys have checked out this episode and listened to my recap. So go get your water, go get your tea, go get your wine, go do what you do and sit back and enjoy and let's talk snowfall. Name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one.
All right, guys, and I will be dropping a movie review as well this weekend. It is from one of my favorite movies of all time. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's one of the best movies ever made. And I will drop that sometime this weekend. I don't know if it'll be uploaded tomorrow or Sunday, but I'm going to do another movie review. So make sure you guys check that out as well. So this is Snowfall Season 4, Episode 6, titled Say a Little Prayer. And... <clears throat> It opens up and we see Teddy is sleeping and he gets a phone call from his father telling him that Matt died from a heart attack. And Teddy is like, uh, sir, huh? What? And, you know, he kind of tells him like, look, I'm on my way there. I'm going to get, a, you know, get arrangements ready. And his dad is like, no, you just better be happy that I called you in the first place. He died two weeks ago, and you should be grateful I called. And I don't feel that we have to ever speak again because this was your fault. Now, that was heartless, but let's deep dive that. When we go back to season two, Teddy had a very estranged relationship with his father. Remember, even when he went to go get Matt to recruit him, he didn't even go in a house. He waited till Matt left the house and followed him to a bar. Mind you, Matt was taking care of his elderly father. Him and his father had a really good relationship. Um, Teddy Moore stirred more toward his, towards his mother, even though she left them. And Matt had a really close bond with uh, his father, he was really good in health. He had a lot going on for himself. And then when he left and went to work with Teddy, how he came back with that heart condition from the two Colombian guys from the Cali cartel who made him um, sniff coke for three days straight. Like that was a really, you know, heartbreaking scene right there because Matt was a cool character, a cool guy. I liked it, Matt's character. And how they did him was just so disturbing. So... Teddy, him and his father already had an estranged relationship and for this to happen and for him to leave and he never really approved of him being in the CIA. He was more of like a Marine guy. So, you know, this, this, this sends Teddy, he's already been spiraling down. If we go back to season one, remember Teddy was like this straight and narrow OCD, couldn't be around cigarette smoke. Now he's chain smoking. He's doing cocaine child. He's all over the place. So this, sends him in a whole nother mindset because him and his brother was close and he really did feel bad for what happened to him. But at the same time, as much as people roots for Teddy character, Teddy is not a good guy. Like look what he look at the shit he's bringing over to the communities, just to fund an illegal war. You know, this, all of this is to beat communism and to fund this war illegally, which was Reagan's war child. So, that was just a deep dive right there. That was the opening scene. And we get into the next scene, which was a very, very strong and heartfelt. We see our girl, Wanda Bell. She's in the hospital recovering. She's having withdrawals. And this was a very powerful scene. The lady who was playing Wanda Bell, child, she deserves a fucking Emmy. Like she plays this role and she embodies the, you know, how a, a smoker or an addict would act. And um, we see 
they got the music in the background playing on 110th street child <laughs> and it just really puts you in that vibe and we see in the background that she's in a hospital she's having all of these withdrawals the nurses are going through it fighting with her trying to restrain her she's trying to beat him up and you know that's a lot for a nurse because i worked at a hospital for years and as she's kind of coming to grips and kind of, you know, getting that shit out of her system, she's starting to learn how to eat again. She's looking at the food. She's, you know, opening her eyes because all this time she's been living on the street, selling her body, doing all type of stuff. We see the TV is on in a uh, hospital room and we see our boy, good old Reagan on TV. And <laughs> Wanda throws that damn plate of potatoes at that damn TV child. <laughs> as she should because every time i see old clips of reagan or watch old documentaries and you just hear all this shit coming out of his mouth you'd be like really really <laughs> so <clears throat> they show the nurse bringing in a baby and that looks like um it's a crack baby and that was something that happened a lot in the 80s very very sad you know on how these babies were born and you know what they had to suffer from their mother you know, putting that poison in her system. And, you know, we see the baby like shaking and crying, very sad scene. And we see Wanda just, you know, it just touches her. And they bring another lady in on bedside A who um, is having withdrawals and probably was the mother of that baby. And we just hear Wanda listening on the other side as the lady is basically going through the same thing that she just overcame this was a real eye-opening scene a very powerful scene and realistic as well so after that we go into the next scene and it just shows peaches picking a lock <laughs> talking about he learned how to do that shit in chicago <laughs> and you know peaches uh they they mention it often he, he uh, fought in vietnam and you know frankly like where you learn that in Nam? he like nah learned this in chicago so <clears throat> as they're talking they load up the car to do a deal and as peaches and franklin are loading up the car detective stern the guy who was meeting with irene in the first couple of episodes in the season him and uh some other officers they pull up and they're asking franklin about leon and leon tell him like sorry who i don't know what you're talking about and they rough both Peaches and Franklin up, knocking them down. We already know Franklin is, you know, still recovering and crippled and don't have his full motor skills back. And they search the car, but they don't find anything because they got all the shit in the speakers. And, you know, the gloves are off. Normally they'll like, this ain't just like gang violence or one of these gang members getting murdered down. This is a child and they not playing. They want Leon because the little girl is dead. So the cops is like, the gloves is off. You, you going down if you don't turn your boy over. So <clears throat> we go into the next scene and we go down to the bottoms in Inglewood and we see Khadija. She in her house. She got a shirt made with her little girl Tiana's face on it. Um, very uh nice shirt. And we see man, man boy, he comes in and child. He like, what's going on? We see Scully nailing crosses all over the wall, want to repent for his sins because he feel like forces not of the earth 
are after him and Khadija and they cursed for hanging man boys uh, homeboy up in the park the way they did. And Khadija is starting to grow frustrated. She like, look, neither of y'all have gotten Leon back. And I'm getting tired of this shit. Y'all both owe me. And we hear man boy kind of whisper like, look, you know, we working on it. And she like, look, no, nah, nigga, you owe me. And if you put half the time in looking for Leon as you are searching for man boy's plug, I mean, not man boy, for Franklin's plug, you would have Leon ass. And that kind of gives us that little idea because they haven't mentioned this at first that man boy working on his own side plan and he trying to find out who Franklin's plug is. So we go into the next scene and we see Franklin and Leon. Franklin tells him, you know, the heat is still on. Leon been, you know, held up. He been in hiding. So he don't know how the temperature is in the street. And Leon tells him like, look, bro, to did all this stuff, I can do the stretch. I can handle it. And Franklin like, nah, we need you on the street. And he lets him know like, you know what we got to do. And Leon like, nah, fuck that. Because that back is his man's. And one thing, if we go back to season one, y'all, Leon is a loyal dude. I don't care how mad you make him, even with everything he done went through with Wanda, as much as, you know, she hurt him with everything that the betrayal of giving a recipe away to man boy or just sleeping around or just doing whatever because she was, you know, an addict. He still has that loyalty for her, even though he tries to act like he doesn't. You know, and then everything with him and Franklin, he will do anything for Franklin, no matter how mad he is. You know, that's why he didn't want to mess with Gustavo because his loyalty was with Kevin. Like, Leon is a loyal dude, and we see Fatback is as well. And Franklin tells him, like, look, we're going to take care of his family. But Leon ain't with it. He feels like he pulled the trigger, and Franklin tells him, like, look, I know you don't want to hear this, but the truth of the matter is, that little girl shouldn't have been in that damn car in the first place. And that is definitely true. That is definitely true. It definitely wasn't, it, that that baby was innocent. And this is so realistic because it happens all the time. But at the same time, the niggas who was in that car who got the shooting at Franklin, I mean, at Leon them, if they knew they had that baby in the car, they should have never got the shooting. As soon as they seen Leon, they should have skirted the hell off, dropped her off to safety, and then came back and they could have went to war. But they started busting. And then Leon did not know that baby was in the car. So they kind of go back and forth. And Franklin tells him, like, look, Fatback is a soldier, and that's what he's supposed to do. So we go into the next scene, and <clears throat> we see... <clears throat> we go down to down south. We go to the next scene and we go down south to expand the destruction of our community. And I had a big problem with this, even though it was a very necessary scene. Don't get me wrong. When I say I have a problem with something, it's just like on just the reality of what happened. But this show is showing everything that really happened realistically. Like they do a damn good job of it. I have to say between between Narcos and Snowfall, they go hand in hand with each other. And they're so realistic. Narcos, if you haven't checked out my Narcos recaps, please do. A lot of people haven't watched it because they don't speak Spanish and they don't want to read it. But 
Narcos, I have watched every episode and I have recapped every episode. Narcos shows us how the so-called war on drugs was so full of shit, never existed. And on how they got all of the drugs over here and Snowfall shows you what it did when it got over here. And after all of this happened, most of the black men who was hustlers, who was drug dealers, they got locked up. And I covered that off my crack documentary from laws they made up in 10 damn days and ruined a lot of men's lives who, you know, didn't warn all of that time or, you know, were murdered in in gang violence. And then even a lot of the cartels, they were allowed to bring it over here just so they could fund a legal war, which we show in this show. And then they were either murdered or extradited over here and spent their natural born lives in prison. So it's, it's a domino effect and it's really, really deep. And I like talking about it because I love like true crime. And a lot of this stuff is based off of facts that really happen, you know? So this scene bothered me, but it was very necessary. Um, They go down south to expand. And this is how stuff was going on. You know, it was about the money. And we go to Little Rock, Arkansas, where one of Louise's old homegirls who used to run shit back in the day, you know, she meets up with her. Jerome get out the car. He overdressed like a motherfucker child. Jerome is overdressed like a motherfucker. <laughs> we meet Louis old friend. We see her husband, Johnny. We meet the little Charles who sleep on their couch. He might he might be like a little cousin or a brother. And they in the country. And Jerome is acting hella bougie. I'm like, damn, Jerome. <laughs> Where the hell you come from? He like, he need to be at a five-star hotel. Like, I'm like, damn, Jerome was bougie in this scene. Um, so we, we go down to the south. But then they cut into the next scene. And we see they take fat back some good old food, child. And, you know, they ask him to take the rap. Franklin tell him like, look, we'll give your peoples 5000 each month to take care of your family. And when you get out, it'll be a quarter meal waiting on you. And we're going to have you protection in the ins- on the inside. Fatback is reluctant at first because he like, you know, it, it ain't going to be easy for me in there having the name of a child killer on me. But, you know, he agrees. He a real one and a, a real soldier. He is a real one. So Fatback agrees. We go into the next scene and we see a very clean Wanda gets discharged from the hospital. Now, we haven't seen Wanda Bell like this since season two. She looks nice. She has her hair done. And she steps out into the world like she is basically learning how to walk again. All this time she has been living on the street and you know how like you have, it's just like everything is just fresh and and she's just walking into a new world, you know, and we go into the next scene and we see them unloading the car. They unloading the product that was in the speakers, showing the system to, you know, the people in Little Rock, Louis pregnant friend. She sampled a coke like hell. She ain't pregnant one bit. She like, this is a good shit. <laughs> I'm like, child, if you don't put that down with your pregnant ass. But 
she sample it and she like this pure and louis tells her straight up like look we not selling it like this rock is cheaper and and the margins are better louis shows her how to cook the rock jerome put her husband johnny up on game about the rock as well jerome lets johnny shoot his uzi they having them a good old funky time and they done went down south selling these folks a fucking dream. You know, and, and that, that was my problem. Um, when I say I have like a, like, because this type of stuff happened. And even in the show, let's go back to season one. When Franklin went to uh, Oakland and he met dude Swim who taught him how to cook the rock. All right, cool. Franklin want to make some money. He want to hustle as he should. He didn't know what the rock would do, the damage it would do. And when he brought it back to California, South Central, it slowly took the ripple effect and he started slowly seeing what it was doing. And Franklin is supposed to come from this Black Panther movement. And, you know, his pops role with Fred Hampton and all of that. And he knows better. And to send them down south, to send, you know, to send this recipe down there and all that, just to expand your pockets and a fun award, elite, you know, whatever. Um, this time they knew what they were doing. They knew where they were about to turn these people in. Now season one, no, 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 he didn't know. He, they didn't know. They just knew this shit was cheaper. Couldn't nobody in our communities afford cocaine. It was a rich man's drug. But now they showing, y'all know exactly what y'all doing. And y'all about to get these people killed. And strung out. So we go into the next scene, y'all. And we see Franklin, Leon, and Peaches. They drop fat back off at the police station to turn himself in. And he walks in like a G. Like I'm, I'm gonna do this. The way Fatback was walking in there, child. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Fatback. So we get into the next scene and we go back to Little Rock. And Jerome and Louie, they continue to teach the game. Rule number one, never get high off your own supply. Louie stresses to them, never smoke it. Cocaine is okay, but never rock. Once again, she stresses, never smoke it. Cocaine is okay, but never rock. Now, we, we, if you pay attention to little man, Charles, he might not listen. He might not listen. The husband, Johnny, he decides to ask some good questions. He like, what the hell y'all bringing in here? Talking about you can't smoke it and all this other shit. Like, you know, and his wife like, no, nah, baby, Louis wouldn't do us no harm. <laughs> shit. His wife like, that's my girl. She wouldn't bring anything in here that would hurt us. Shit. He like, you sure? You sure about that? Ain't this the same one you said was the wild one always getting you in trouble and shit? <laughs> Now let's take another deep dive, y'all. Let's take another deep dive on this Good Friday. And you see the way Jerome was looking at Louie when she was assuring them everything would be fine. And her friend was trying to tell, talk her husband into the rock business and just like 
just like Louis did Jerome. Remember how Jerome never wanted to be in a game. He was cool with selling his little weed. He was cool. That was before he had his speaker shop. And then when he got his speaker shop, she, all he wanted to do was run his business. And it was Louie, even before she knew Reed was CIA. She wanted that. And then now when you look at her husband, Johnny, all he wanted to do was live a good life, raise his kids, and drive that damn truck. They might be struggling, but, you know, everything is okay. They're manageable. They have a family. And she, just like Louie, no, baby, you can do this. You can do that. We can do this. And, you know, he just looking at her like she crazy. And you can tell in this whole scene, like, they are damn friends. Louie and her friend have a lot in common. And you can tell they rolled together back in the day. This whole scene was messed up. And Jerome was looking at Louie like she was the devil because she's supposed to love this chick like a sister. And you coming down here and, yeah, the money going to be rolling in good. But we going to see what's going to happen with it because it's never just, oh, we about to make money and go live happily ever after. Baby, it don't work that way in a dope game. And they know that from everything that they have been through. So we go into the next scene and we see Wanda Bell. She done been in the hospital recovering, healing, detoxing, getting that poison out of her body. And now she back on the street. She ain't got nowhere to go. And she got a clear head. And seeing how she been living, it gives her a reality check. She realized like, damn, you know, she looking, walking in her neighborhood and seeing everybody else who's strung out. She like, damn, this, this is how I was living because now, you know, she got a clear head and can see. And she looking for somewhere to sleep on the street. And that's something that would, you know, and it happens too often of somebody who's trying to change their life. And when you put them back into their environment, they feel like, damn, I don't have no hope. This to make somebody get back out there. So we get into the next scene and we see Franklin gets a call from Miss T that Reed is drunk and tripping at the club. And T is watching everything because she running a club for Louie while Louie out of town. Now, remember, T also used to run with Claudia. So she know that club and she's running everything. And when he um, gets there, Teddy is talking. He talking shit. He taking all of his frustration from losing his brother Matt out on Franklin for not handling Leon the way he was supposed to handle Leon. And he threatens Franklin for the first time ever. Like he ain't never came at him like this. He like, everybody is replaceable. And once again, T is watching everything. So we go into the next scene and we go back to Little Rock. And Jerome is pissed about having to stay in the house. <laughs> it's not Four Seasons Hotel, and that's where he want to be, child. He is so bougie down in the South. And Louie trying to tell him, like, look, this is Southern hospitality. It's disrespectful not to, you know, take them up on their gesture, <laughs> you know? And Jerome, like, uh-uh, uh-uh, this ain't the Four Seasons, baby. And, you know, he kind of looks at her, and he like, you lie. You looked at these people straight in the face and lied to them. And she like trying to make excuses to make herself feel better. Like this, this, this is the South. This ain't like LA. They ain't even know about no guns. So you put one in their hands, you know, like the Uzis or whatever. And cause of course they know about guns in the South, but I'm just saying like the Uzis and you know, you put that shit in his hand and you know, she trying to say whatever she can to make herself feel better. And he pleads with her. He like, baby, 
You got the club. You got money. You got everything. What more do you need, Cleopatra? <laughs> and she like, we can't stop. And he he just gets so frustrated. He dips. He dips off to a hotel and tells her, like, look, you're going to get these people killed. So we go into the next scene, and we see Franklin and Leon. Um, they watch the news with the update talking about Fatback and, you know, <clears throat> about his bail being set to $1 million. Franklin agrees to get the bail money and get them out and have them out by the same night. So <clears throat> Leon gets a page. And he calls the number, and it's Wanda. Wanda tells him, like, look, she clean, but she ain't got nowhere to go. And if she don't end up getting nowhere to go, she going to end up slipping. You know, he reluctant at first, but remember I told y'all, Leon is my favorite character. He's so loyal, and he cares about Wanda after all the bull. And he tells her, like, look, I know somewhere you can go. And, you know, he tells her about the shelter. So we get into the next scene, and Khadijah... Oh, and then Wanda started crying. I felt so bad for Wanda. So we get into the next scene, and Khadijah is in her kitchen. She cooking up death, child. She got everything from bleach to pneumonia to grease to every fucking thing. She got the rag over her face like she about to make some rock. And Scully come in there like, damn, what you making? She like, hair stuff. <laughs> Scully like, shit stink. So she tells him like, look, I'm going to need a lot of money. No questions. You're going you gonna to give me some money, child. And we don't know what she needs the money for at the time. But, you know, we see who run everything because Scully run her that money. So we go into the next scene. When Fatback gets out on out of jail, on, on bond, we see a female is waiting. Saying Franklin and Leon Center. To make sure he has a good time. Now you know what they say about men sometimes, child. When they think with they little man, they don't think what they what they bring. And <clears throat> we see what Khadijah was cooking something up for to knock fat back out because you know the girl driving, and every time he you know think something is up, he get to ask her some questions and she, you know, throwing up threesomes and everything else in his face, like trying to get his mind back clear. And he like, oh shit, all right. And you know, as soon as they pull up, it looked like a damn trap spot. Khadijah, <clears throat> she puts that stuff over his face with that towel. You know, he, he damn near knocked the friend out. <laughs> and they take fat back. So we get into another scene and we see T and Franklin, they get it back on again and that lead to good sex and pillow talking and he asks her about her brother who is locked up and we see she is loving running that club while Louie is away as well. And, you know, she does tell him that her brother was having a rough time in prison. It ain't been easy for him. And he's a good boy. <clears throat> So she asked him questions. She like, since we asking questions now, you know, what about Reed? And, you know, he steers her away like, you know, he just was 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 drunk and not thinking. So Franklin gets a page about Fatback. It's his lawyer asking did he post his bail. And he like, hell no, I gave the money to you. So 
it goes back to the scene with Fatback, and we see that Khadijah and her friend, they burning him with cigarettes and everything. And she keep asking him, where the fuck is Leon? Fatback fat like, Alaska, bitch. <laughs> Fatback went out like a soldier. Fatback went out like a soldier. He apologized, but he didn't give up Leon. Khadijah is angry, as she should be, as she should be. And she gets to slicing fat back up in her Adidas tracksuit, child. And her friend gets to throwing up. I felt bad for fat back. Fat back was a true soldier. So we go into the next scene. <clears throat> go back to Little Rock. They throw a party. They giving out testers to the people in town to sample some rock. No one is going to bring them back because it's addictive. When Louie and Jerome leave, when she's walking away to the car, if you see her face. It's kind of like she knows she's wrong. She's like almost teary-eyed when she gives her friend a hug and her friend is just thanking her for changing their lives. And when they get in the car, Louie tells Jerome about Reed being CIA. And he like, now it all makes sense. How Franklin got out. Why we get the prices so low. And what hurts him the most is how, how long have you known, Louie? For a year. Him and Leon both been in the dark. Jerome is pissed. As he should. Because I've been saying this for number one. If y'all was going to do this shit with Reed. Leon and Jerome should have been involved. They should have known everything. They should have known everything. And Louis being Jerome's woman, she should have told him. So we get into the next scene. And we see what happened after that, y'all. I'm trying to think. Okay. We see a hungover Teddy. He he got drunk out of his mind, so he landed in his office. And Gustavo tells his boss, tell him, tell him his boss is downstairs. So when he goes downstairs, remember we cannot trust that boss. That's the same one who was trying to send Julia to take over in season three. His boss gives him his condolences about Matt and how they are losing the war. They they can feel the effect of those missing weapons. Remember, them weapons and the guns went missing from Ivy and his boy. Something happened with the guns, and now, you know, the people in Nicaragua, they are feeling it, you know. And he telling them, like, Teddy, you can use some help. You know, it's bigger than you, but Teddy don't trust them. He knows they're going to try to take over his operation. So Gustavo learns for the first time that Teddy's brother died. And, you know... Teddy has more trust in Gustavo than Franklin at this point. He leaves him in charge while he goes to Panama to check on the guns and then go to Nicaragua to check on the soldiers and the people down there. So we go into the next scene and we see Franklin goes to the club and he finds Fatback's body all bloody and stabbed up. And when he goes back and tells Leon, Leon is pissed. 
He is hurt. He throwing shit all over the house. And Peaches tries to calm him down. And, you know, Peaches can only take so much because Peaches is a soldier. And when Leon going off, he was about ready to go there. And Franklin kind of just gives him the nod, like, let him get his shit off. Just let him get his shit off. He hurt. So we get into the last few scenes, y'all. I'm going to hurry up. Wanda Bell is on her way to the shelter. And another smoker, he comes up to her like, Wanda, where the hell you been? You look nice, girl. <laughs> she like, he like, can you help me out? She like, hell no, leave me alone. I'm off that shit. <laughs> and he looking at her like, huh? But she goes to Alton's shelter. And he gets her checked in. And he like, we can help you. We can help you. And we see while she's sitting there getting checked in, here come Irene. We ain't seen Irene all damn episode. Here she come. <sighs> as soon as Alton see her, he like, they're not. She ain't even trying to hear it. She goes straight to threat mode. Let him know. I know who's behind this. I don't want to hurt your family. I want the CIA. Okay, Irene. Okay, Irene. She gives him to the next day. And Wanda's sitting there watching everything, listening. She hears him say, you know, I know your son is a drug dealer and all of this. So this is a turning point in the season for those who have not seen it. Um, I cannot wait to talk about it next Friday. Uh, we're on, well, we just covered episode six. So we got four more to go. And they are very, very intense. And then after we're done, we're going to do breakdowns and theories of what to expect from season five. Because out of all of the shows that I recap, if you guys go... Oh, that was my recap. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This was a really strong episode. But if you guys go back to my very first episode, which I re-uploaded it a while back, it's titled Introduction. That was my very first episode that I ever done. And I said, I said, guys... I know the shows is already out, so it's not like weekly recaps, but I want to cover every episode of Narcos and Snowfall because they go hand in hand. And I'm so proud of myself because we only got four more to go and I've 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 done it, you know. And I, I kinda I was so new at it, I feel like I didn't give my all for Columbia. So I do want to do a um uh Medellin Cartel, Pablo Escobar breakdown off one of his documentaries because there's so much information out there. And the story with Pablo is so powerful. Like people just have no idea. And then I really enjoy talking about Narcos Mexico, down from the Kiki Camarena story to the Guadalajara Cartel to Amado. I really enjoy talking about Narcos. So like I, I enjoy this, and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. If you guys haven't checked out Narcos, check out my recaps. Hopefully, I can, you know, talk you into watching them. But um, I really love these shows, and they're so realistic. So I love doing it, and I'm just so proud of myself that, you know, we've done it. And um, when season five come, I'm going to be, y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm going to be all into it because, man, it's everything. But I hope you guys have a beautiful weekend. I'm going to drop that movie review this weekend as well. And I'll be back on Sunday for our Power Book 2 Ghost Recap. As always, thank you so much for your support, podcast family. I love you sincerely. Your support is needed. Please share me on 
you know, to even if you don't do Facebook or Instagram, please share me on on a platform if you do that. Or even if you're not on social media, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. I want to grow this platform and, you know, do big things, do big things. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So on that note, it's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.